and welcome to the Care and Discipleship Podcast. I am Anne-Marie Goudsward, the Director of Communications for IBCD, and I'm here with my husband, Bob Goudsward, who is the Director of Operations for IBCD. Also here with us today is Scott Mell, pastor of Cornerstone Church of West LA. Scott's here today to talk to us about this year's IBCD pre-conference and what is essential for personal ministry. Yeah, in the pre-conference, we're going to be talking about how personal ministry and, and really the call to love one another is something that, that we're all called to as Christians. Um, every single one of us is um, called to step into each other's lives, kind of even in the midst of the mess and be God's instruments in helping one another become more like Christ. And so we're going to look at that throughout the pre-conference. And, um, and I'm excited that, that this pre-conference is going to be recorded and, and become kind of an IBCD's entry-level curriculum for one another care. In your upcoming book, and you don't have that title quite yet, but you say that to know a person is to know their mess. Can you unpack that statement a little bit for us? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that um, it's not to assume that, you know, we're all the messiest in the world, but the reality is that we all as, especially, I mean, as humans and even as Christians live in the midst of all sorts of mess, right? There's, we're all sufferers in a fallen world. We're all sinners with fallen hearts. And that, and that means that the becoming a Christian doesn't make you all neat and clean and kind of perfect and not in need of, of, of anything. And in, in fact, um, we all are in desperate need of grace and desperate need of help all, all along. And so, but, and to know someone, uh, to really know someone, you, you can't know them without knowing the reality of the, the suffering and sin uh, in their lives. To know the facade is really simply to know about someone. Um, but God calls us to, to know people deeply, which includes uh, the mess that's a part of every one of our lives. Right. So every story, everyone's story. Yeah. What does it look like to be a part of God's story um, that he's writing in the mess? Well, I, I think it, it looks like being present and engaging with others in the mess. I mean, like, like you said, this, this, the, the reality is that God is writing a story in each one of our uh, lives and he's writing which means he's writing a story in each one of our messes and he, he's redeeming uh, the mess of our suffering he's redeeming the mess of our sin and God calls us not simply to be involved in our own stories but to be involved in uh, one another's stories um, to be engaged with one another's even in the midst of the mess not, not trying to avoid the realities of life not trying to avoid the mess of life but but digging into it together I mean, because and, and i think I, I like the way you put it right, right what does it mean to be a part of god's story because it, it ultimately is god's story right it's not a story that we're called to write in our own we're not called to write our own story we're not called to write uh, the story of the people that we're uh, caring for ministering to even, even just befriending in in life but it's god's story and as a part of his story he has designed for his story to to play out in such a way that we are the the instruments that he has designed and chosen to use to, to deliver truth, to deliver comfort, um, and, to, and to continue to help uh, one another become and grow and become more like Christ. Yeah, and I, I see that um, women are much more apt at you know, sharing their stories, sharing their lives in a much more deeper and richer way. Mm. Uh, but for men, I find it much more difficult 
Mm-hmm. Yet, I believe God is calling us as men um, to be more open with our lives. Maybe you can speak to some of the difficulties men have in sharing their lives, and maybe what would you tell men, or what would you want men to know? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I think that's a that's a good point. I mean, it, of, of course, it depends on the women, and it depends on the men, right? Um, but um, at the same time, I I, I want to tell those, and I, and I want to tell the the guys in my life that it's in, important to be engaged, not just on a surface level, but but deeply in one another's lives, because um, that's more than anything, because that's what God calls us to. And that's what brings about God's glory. Um, as we engage one another, we, we need more than just um, sermons on Sunday, and just the, um, you know, uh, simply truth from kind of reading our Bibles, although those two are, are incredibly important. We'll talk about this some more, but we, we need the truth spoken to one another. We need to, to be honest about our struggles, about the, um, the mess of life. And, and that doesn't mean that you need to turn people who are less emotional into, you know, um, <laughs> deeply emotional feelers who are, you know, pouring out their hearts. I, I don't think that's the, that's the picture at all. Um, but wherever we're at, the reality is um, there's, always ways that we are um, suffering in our world. There's always ways that we are struggling with sin and, and being honest about those things is something that I think we're all called to um, men and women. So what would you say um, is the primary way God intends to, to deliver the message about his son? Well, and I, I kind of just alluded to it, right? But I think ultimately it's one another, right? And I mean, maybe it's controversial, maybe it's not, but I think even above preaching, even above Bible reading, like the main primary mechanism that God has designed for uh, the, the delivering, both the delivering of the message of his son and also the, the continual reminder that we all need of the message of his son is one another, right? Ephesians 4 talks about speaking the truth in love, right? We're, we're, we're called to, to um, exhort one another every day as long as it's called today, right? And, th- and that was written before podcasts, right? The, the, the design wasn't that you would like listen to a sermon every morning, <laughs> right? The design was that you would be in relationships. The design's, the design's always been that we would be in relationships where people are speaking the truth in love, we're caring for one another, reminding one another of, of who Jesus is, of what he's done, of, of, of God's promises to us, of who ultimately God is, and how that shapes um, not just our religious life, not just our Sunday life, but how that shapes um, every single moment of every single week. I, I think sometimes we, um, we struggle in the midst of uh, our weeks because we depend only on Sunday to be that reminder, or, or we d- even struggle in the midst of our days because we depend on our 30 minutes reading the Bible in the morning, um, if, we're, if we're even getting that, uh, to be that one reminder. But the, the consistency and, and, and constant, while both of those things are, are necessary components of, and tools God has designed to use, um, I think the most common, I guess I would say, means of reminder and means of deliver, delivery of um, just the biblical truth into our lives and into our hearts is the wise, gentle, loving truth spoken by our Christian friends and those in our community. And that, that Ephesians 4 chap, uh, chapter is, is quite interesting because it starts off talking about the gifts that God gives to the church, mm-hmm. um, pastors, shepherds, teachers, uh, and the like, apostles. Um, and yet, 
it finishes up with um, the pastor's responsibility and the people's responsibility. Uh, mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about maybe what pastors should hear out of this? Uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, and when I when I think about the um, that Ephesians four passage, it, it is fascinating because it talks about the you know prophets, the apostles, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers, and he says they are given as a gift to the church, but it doesn't say that they're given as a gift to the church to do the work of ministry. He says they've been given as a gift to the church to equip the saints for the work of ministry. So, so the the picture here is that they're they're equippers. And those doing the work of ministry, those ministering to and caring for um, one another in, in, in all sorts of different ways are um, ultimately the, all the saints, right? And again, the saints aren't the super holy Christians, right? The saints aren't the Bible study leaders or the, um, just the, the, the church staff or, or something like that. Like the, the saints are all Christians, every single believer. And so I, I, wanna, I think as pastors, we ought to hear in that passage both the call to equip but also not miss the call to do personal ministry ourselves because we are saints as well, right? We are both equippers um, and ones that are engaged in personal ministry with those around us, just like everyone else in the church is. And that's a, such an important message that IBC wants to get out there uh, to really strengthen the church through this one another care approach. Yeah. I mean, I, I think ultimately the, the church, uh, I, I, well, I, the, the, the semantics there are difficult, right? <laughs> because uh, the, the, the church, right, is the people, right? The, and so in that sense, the church ought to be doing it, right? If the church is the people, the, yes, the, the people ought to be doing it. I think sometimes we, we, we can think about um, whether this is the responsibility of the church in the sense of the people or whether this is the responsibility of the church in the sense of the organization, right? And and really, I mean, and, and this gets to, I think, the, the baseline of, of our ecclesiology and what we believe the church at fundamentally is. But I mean, I, I believe, and I think scripture clearly teaches that church, the church as an organization only exists and should only exist to the extent that it facilitates the calling of the church as the people of God to fulfill what God has called them to do. And in that sense, it's the, it's the ministry of um, one another. It's the ministry of every Christian. It's the ministry of, um, I, I, w- I was just talking to uh, a class yesterday here at our church and, and a young woman, you know, asked like, well, what if, what if we're, what if we're not qualified, <laughs> right? Like what if, you know, we, we, we're not qualified to speak the truth to, to someone. And, and uh, the thing we, we had a sweet opportunity to talk about was the fact that if, if you are a brand new Christian, you're a brand new Christian. You've been a Christian for two days. That means at the very least, you know the gospel. And that gospel message is something that others need to hear and not just other non-Christians need to hear. That's something that other Christians need to be reminded of. And so you, you're qualified. If you know the gospel, you're qualified to speak truth to others. Now, again, like there's, you know, you may not be the most qualified to take on the most complicated situation that, that you come across, but you absolutely are called and absolutely are qualified to speak the truth and love to others. And I know there's lots of young Christians in my life that I am um, desperately in need of to, to hear truth from and reminders of, because oftentimes the truth we need to hear isn't truth we don't know. It's truth that we so often forget and just need to be reminded of. And I think the other thing that Christians forget is that they have uh, the Holy Spirit. 
you know, yes, exactly, he exactly. He promises to you know, give you words and, and remind you of things and things that you may have learned. And, and Absolutely. Uh, that, 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 that's such a powerful point, right? And we, and we have to trust the fact that, again, this is the work that God is doing through us as instruments. So we, we, he wants to use us. His spirit wants to, wants to use us. Um, and our call is just to be faithful, to engage and to seek, seek wisdom, um, pray for wisdom, to uh, be able to speak truth into all sorts of different situations. And that's a great point, too, because so many times the mistakes that we make um, tend to fall on uh, being simplistic in our answers with each other, even when mm. we're reading scripture with one another. Um, so what's it like when we throw out our favorite Bible verses to people without actually considering if it's actually what they most need? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think this is such a common um, mistake for us as well-meaning Christians were like, okay, I'm supposed to speak the truth in somebody else's life, right? Somebody's struggling around me, whether they're suffering in a situation, whether they're caught in sin. And, um, and I'm afraid that when people, when we're talking to people um, about whatever's going on in their life, the, the most, the, the strongest compulsion we feel is I, I have to say something right? Like I, I got to say something and, and it's probably got to be a Bible verse, right? Like I need to give you a verse. I need to give you a verse. I need to give you a verse. And while ultimately they do need biblical truth, um, that compulsion, I think reflects the fact that when we're talking to someone, we're not actually focused on them. And so we end up kind of throwing verses at, um, at, at one another that aren't really like you said, we haven't taken the time to consider, okay, wait, is this actually what's most needed? Um, and, and ultimately, I think that, that that's not biblical ministry. Right. I think, I think we, we, we assume that if we're using the Bible, then what we're doing must be biblical. The question of whether something is biblical isn't just in the what, like the content, right? The, whether or not something's biblical um, also exists in the realm of the how, right? How I minister to you, how I speak to you, how I care for you, really, ultimately, how I love you is determines whether my ministry to you, my care for you is biblical or not. Because um, the biblical call is to love one another, right? Love your neighbor as yourself, to consider others more significant than yourself, to, to, to take your eyes off of yourself and your own performance and trying to, you know, deliver the right Bible verse or something and simply Set your, your eyes and your care and your compassion on uh, the other person. And I found that when I, when I feel like I don't know what to say to you, it's because I don't know what to say to them yet. And so that's a, that, that, that's, that's a helpful um, trigger to, to push me into asking more questions. And to spending time asking questions, listening, getting to know them, getting to know the reality of the mess they're in until I do know what to say to them. Um, and I can do that that prayerfully and and patiently. And I think when we do that, then we don't end up throwing our favorite Bible verses at people, just kind of continually quoting the same thing over and over again. But once we know where they are, and um, as we are studying Scripture ourselves and in prayer ourselves, um, the, the Spirit does bring to mind all sorts of of, of things that um, are truly helpful and hope giving. So. What I'm hearing you say, Scott, is be present and operate mm -hmm. out of love. Mm -hmm. If you operate out of love, don't worry about all the other things that might be um, causing you to not 
engage. Is that fair? Yeah, no, I, I think that's exactly fair. I think it's exactly fair. And I, and I think that sometimes um, that there are all sorts of other things that we should learn in our, and our ministry should be, needs to be biblical and rooted in scripture. Um, but where we start is, is we start by simply being present and, and acting in love, exactly like you said. Thanks for listening to the Care and Discipleship Podcast. Check back on the next episode for part two of our interview with Scott Mao.